thank you for joining us on another episode of Chats with Black-Owned Businesses. I'm your host, Vidith Eugene. Today, we deep dive into some sweet topics with Vicky Cakes. This ain't your Aunt Jemima's pancakes. It's actually Black-owned and produced, pun intended. We talked to Christian Sargent, co-founder of Vicky Cakes. Christian shares her love and passion for what she does as an entrepreneur and all of the wisdom she has gained from starting her business with just $14 and growing her business into now a six-figure company in a short period of time. Let's get started. So if you can go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know a little bit about your business. Hello everyone, my name is Christian Sargent. I am the co-founder and CEO of Vicky Cakes Pancake and Waffle Mix. I am a mother of two, uh, two children, a son that's five and a daughter who just turned three on Friday. Um, my husband is my business partner. He is so great at it. And he's also the reason why Vicky Cakes even exists. We live in the Dallas, Texas area where our warehouse and production facility is also located. And we are just really enjoying the growth and uh, just getting to join families all across America at the table for breakfast with our pancake and waffle mix. I wanted to know a little bit about your childhood. What did you see or didn't see that gave you your idea about entrepreneurship or wealth? Growing up as a child, so I'm the youngest of four. So I am the baby of the family. My mother was, was a single mom of four. And growing up, I did not hear the word entrepreneur until I was 21 years old. Wow. I did not hear the word. I didn't hear it in school, in my studies. No one in my family had a business. No one in my family or, you know, friend circle or anything like that were business owners or entrepreneurs. And so it wasn't a discussion for us. Just growing up, we just heard that people had good jobs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they had good jobs. They went to school. They had degrees. Um, they worked at the steel mill, you know, which was the go-to job source in Gary, Indiana, where I was born and raised. And that really was like the the goal point you know that was the goal post for many men for women you know was just to you know make sure you kept yourself up and that you can get a husband okay <laughs> <laughs> so those were the standards you know kind of as a child for me growing up and to stay safe because in Gary, Indiana, which was actually murder capital for about three or four years, um, my mother did everything that she could to keep us away from the environment in a bad way. So we grew up in that, but we are not products of that environment. Mm -hmm. And so she did everything that she could to make sure we had a great education, a safe environment. And so with that, we didn't go to public school. She actually put all four of us through private school. Pass off to her. That's why Vicky <laughs> Cakes is so important to me because you know she did so much to make sure that we were guarded and that we were actually able to focus on our studies and not have to fight in school. And I say that that's not something that you can face in private schools too but mm -hmm. based off of our environment it kind of opened our mind up to a different kind of you know um engagement socially and mentally and emotionally where studies was the focus mm -hmm. and instead of the latest outfits or the weekend stuff 
we had on uniforms and we only cared about what was in that study book. If you can tie it together with your thought process with entrepreneurship or wealth, how did that base or formulate those ideas that you have of it? Or did you not have any ideas of it at all because you, you didn't see it? Mm -mm, I didn't. I didn't have any ideas of it at all because it wasn't even something that I would know to want. Mm. So I didn't even have it like as a goal. I'll go to school. At first I wanted to be a lawyer. You, you hear the things that everybody tells you to want to grow up to be mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like a doctor a lawyer now we're hearing nurse more nurse mm -hmm. wasn't even something that we would hear as kids we heard teacher doctor lawyer um a firefighter a police officer it was like those were the career fields and the actual goals and not that there's anything wrong with that i feel like you should definitely have something that you're directing the future generation towards to have purpose and meaning. However, when you think about children who have different learning styles, learning disabilities, um, that have things that they have to overcome on top of just regular studies, you start throwing these titles out at them that they don't even want to sit in school to learn how to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not an interest. That's not anything that gives them uh, any kind of drive or momentum mm -hmm. behind. And so I feel like if, I personally, with my drive and with my passion, I am a communicator. I like to talk. I'm social. I like to engage with people. I think about what I'm thinking about all day. And I, I, I operate like that with other people. So if somebody would have told me, oh, Christian, you're great at this or you're great at that, cultivate those skills. I personally, I probably would have found out about entrepreneurship sooner mm -hmm. because I was always doing something that was entrepreneurial. My mom talks about how she used to get these little free, cause she is fun, is a beautiful story. My mom went from being Vicky. She went from being our school's cafeteria lady to being the secretary to going on to become a principal of two schools in our city with no degrees. So we're talking about like seeing that growth and that hunger. And so with her being motivated like that to pursue different things without the formal education, I took that and I had those skills to where I was able to put it in other things in my childhood. I have always had those skills that now benefit me because mm -hmm. as an adult, I'm able to take that as a business owner and apply that towards what I'm, you know, doing now as a leader and not just a manager. I don't manage my team. I lead them. And so they're great qualities that have, you know, grown with me as I've grown. Since you never thought about entrepreneurship, how did the whole Vicky Cakes came to be? Okay, so Vicky Cakes is the brainchild of my husband and my mother's great recipe. So in 2013, my husband and I went back home to Gary, Indiana for Thanksgiving. Now my husband's from Mississippi. So we had been living in Mississippi for four years. We got married in 2009. I had never made my mom's pancakes for him before. So we married four years. This man ain't heard about no pancakes. He ain't seen no pancakes. I just ain't cooking them. I, I mean, like I was young. We got married at 21. So I didn't really care about make, making homemade, you know, from scratch stuff. So I had her recipe, but I just didn't make it. And so we went home in 2013. My mom made her pancakes like she always does because everybody wants Auntie Vicky to make her pancakes. When they come home, even our family, our cousins, when they come back to Indiana, everybody be trying to get by her house like, is, is Auntie Vicky making pancakes? So uh, she was making the pancakes for breakfast. And so when she made everybody's plates and we were eating, Courtney ate the pancakes and he looked at me and he was like, what are y'all doing? Like, 
y'all need to be selling this. Like these should be for sale and you guys should call them Vicky K. And my mom laughed. We were like, oh, ha, 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 no. Um, I didn't have the entrepreneurial bug at that point. My husband had, had two businesses by then. He had a music school and he had a photography business. And he was in the, in the works of publishing his first magazine. So he was already in it. Like, it wasn't like I wasn't around it at that point. It just wasn't a desire in my heart. Mm -hmm. So he saw the value in what he was eating. He knew, like, it just popped. Like, you guys should be selling these and y'all should call them Vicky Cakes. So my mom was like, oh, thank you, Courtney. I could never sell these. I end up giving them away. And so, you know, that was that. I went back home. Years passed and kept passing. And we started watching Shark Tank. Like, we love Shark Tank. I have, like, 59 episodes that I just, every time they come on, I'm recording, I'm re-watching because you're always learning something. All those years, I was having the downloads in my spirit. Like, those deposits were being made, and I was taking in what was being said, but it was never hitting me mm -hmm. that I needed to start this business. Uh, last year, 2019, I was at home with our with our children. I'm, I've been a full-time stay-at-home mom for four years now. So I was at home with the kids, and I called Courtney while he was at work, and I was like, I'm ready. And he was like, ready for what? And uh, I said, I'm ready to do Vicky Cakes. And he was like, don't play with my emotions. And so I was like, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do it. I'm ready to go full speed, steam ahead. And so by that point, he had mentioned it to me multiple times. I, at that moment in 2019, I kind of knew, you know, that I, that there was more to me than just, I don't want to say more to me than just being a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. There was more to me than just finding purpose in other people's, you know, like passions. Mm -hmm. I support him. I'm there for him and what he does. I love our children. I engage with them, but I knew that, that I had something else to give. And I knew that there was something I want to put my hands to and be fulfilled in doing every day. And so once we launched Vicky Cakes, uh, you know, ideas just started coming. It started with me wanting to do one flavor, the original. And then I was like, no, we're doing all kinds of flavors. And he was like, well, no, just launch one first. And I said, no, Courtney, people like options. So we don't want to have to relaunch and come back out with new stuff every, you know, three months or four months, give a full product line off rip you know, have that variety there, be different from anybody else in the market. You know, like I already knew those points. And so it was just beautiful to see it flourish from there after I got my mom's blessing. We started this business with $14 because my husband is a graphic designer and a web designer. So we didn't need to source anything for our logo, for our web design, nice. for any of that. Like he does that for a living. So it was like, so we just had to pay for our domain name, which was 14 bucks. We did a pre-sale on our product. So when we launched our business on Mother's Day, because I wanted to do that as a gift to my mom, posted about it for the first time, and we took pre-orders. And when people ask about working capital and getting money to start a business, you just have to be creative enough and believe in yourself enough to actually take the step. Because if people love you, support you, and they really want to be a part of your growth and your journey, they're going to find a way to do that regardless. If you have 50,000 products on the shelf, or none, you know, you just have to be creative. And so we did a pre-sale and that pre-sale money was actually our working capital to go buy what we needed. Mm -hmm. So we launched on May 12th and we shipped out our first products on June 1st. And so that gave us so much time in between to get that money and we paid for labels, we paid for bags, we paid for ingredients. And so the business has just been flourishing and growing from that. So I'm definitely grateful for my husband seeing it in 2013 when I didn't, mm -hmm. cause now we're here.
And then, so what were some hurdles that you faced early on in starting your uh, own business? I would say research, research, research. And by that, I mean, look at your competitors. Competitors to me are people who are where I want to be. I'm not competing with people that are on my same startup level. Mm. I'm not competing with that person because at any moment, I can surpass them or they can surpass me. Mm -hmm. That's small fish. Competitors to me are people in the market that are dominating it mm -hmm. because I want to get to your level and surpass you to where you're now stepping your game up because it's a competition. Hurdles were finding out what certifications we needed, mm -hmm. finding out what um, manufacturing licenses that we needed. You, you can think all day that self, making food and being a good cook is gonna be your key to success, but do you have your food handler's license? Do you have your food manager's license? At any point, if anybody wants to question that and shut you down, mm -hmm. is that going to happen? And you never want anybody to be able to pull the rug from under you while you are making progress and while you are reaching pinnacles of success. So you kind of want to be able to create a shield around you to where you have the basics and anything that you don't have, if it comes up, you can say, I didn't know, but I will get that. Mm -hmm. I'm getting right on it. Like within from May to July, we did such speed work to make sure that we had, um, I did do the manager, the food manager's license. I already had the handlers, but I did the food manager's license, which now allows me, as I have a team and employees that are handling our products for, you know, production, mm -hmm. I'm on site. I don't have to be in the room, but I can check to make sure they're adhering to the guidelines of food safety, that everything is, you know, um, covered up and protected. So your hurdles really come when you don't do your research to know what you need. You don't want to find out certain things once you're in motion, you want to find out before you start so you don't lose momentum going backwards trying to get it and that can discourage you finding out what we needed to be able to operate and handle food finding out what we needed to be able to sell food to consumers you know you have the fda you have your what do you have to put on your bags and your products what does it need to say uh, where does it need to be manufactured who needs to you know check that and so we had to find all of that out. I didn't know that being a product sold online, you have to have your food manufacturer's license because you are sending third party. You're not doing it from me directly to your hands. You're talking about, it could be third party involvement. If the mailman gets it or something like that, you're talking about extra hands that are now touching your products. And so those are hurdles because that takes time. Mm -hmm. And so the longer you wait to get that stuff in line and in order, I was able to work while I had that already filled in and the application online. I'm waiting for them to approve it. Boom. But they had to have a commercial kitchen. So I had to find a good local commercial kitchen that I could rent hourly because the health inspectors go to that facility, which that facility already has to have their stuff in place where they can operate out of for food production. So I go to that commercial kitchen website and book my hours, but are they properly certified? Do they have their license for people to come in there and handle food? Are they, you know, the light fixtures are all of those things together. And that's not something you have to worry about if you're going through a legitimate commercial facility. So a, a commercial facility can be anything hourly. It can be a bakery that doesn't use their bakery from 1 p.m. till 8 a.m. the next morning, boom. You know, reach out to them. Do you, would you be interested in renting your facility to me for a few hours for me to prep my banana pudding or for me to bake my bread for a farmer's market on the weekend? That's extra money in their pocket. They don't have to do anything extra 
they just need to already be meeting those guidelines for their health inspection. Share with us some of your toughest lessons you um, learned while being a business owner. Organization, uh, getting ready before you really need to be ready, okay? And so by that, I mean mentally, emotionally. Um, we were featured on Good Morning America in June. That was something that I had to be ready for before. Mm -hmm. the, the volume that we did from that feature Mm -hmm. and what it has moved us to now in such a, a short time span is unbelievable. You really have to be of a sound mind if, you're if you really want to be a successful business owner. If you want to have a hobby that you just pursue and you do it and makes you happy, enjoy that. But if you actually want to reach a level of success that is, that is undeniable, that you are being stretched every single day, Mm -hmm. to maintain and to scale in that mm -hmm. you are going to have to be prepared mm -hmm. um, beyond anything that anyone else could ever imagine and so by that that means you have to um have a schedule you can't just be flying by the seat of your pants you have to have a schedule you have to have a task list of what you need to do as well as what you need others to do in order for your job to flow smoothly mm -hmm. if you want to be productive throughout your day you can't just say oh we'll see how this goes no, we won't. We, we <laughs> gonna, it's going to go downhill real quick. Nothing's going to get done. I went from doing every single task myself in our business. I was the person that labeled our bags. Now we have a company that we're switching over to that will heat stamp. And so when we started this business, I was doing all of this. I was labeling bags. I was making sure bags were ordered. I was making sure labels were ordered. Um, I was the one filling. I was the one making the mix filling the bags and selling the bags. I've done every part of this business. So with that comes the structure and the order that you have to have. What you start off doing, if you truly want to be successful, you should not have a vision of you continuing to do it. You should not ever feel like at any point, six months or a year from now, that you should still be doing all of those things. Because here we are 16 months later and I'm able to have this video interview with you because I have a team of people who are trained, who are efficient, and they're filling the bags. They're selling the bags. People, other people are um, labeling the bags, but like I said, we're switching over to a company that now will heat stamp our design on our bags. So that's growth. We go from labels to mm -hmm. ain't no labels no more. The whole bag is, is, is created just with our design on it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where you find that you always have to have goals and you always have to have organization so you know the direction you're going in, like how all of your actions and desires have to align mm -hmm. in order for your behavior and your, you know, um, your motive to always be in the right place. Just tell us, how did you know when you needed to start hiring more people? Because there's a fine line where I've seen some business owners where they just can't let go of their baby. So then the company kind of um, suffers because you can't get all your orders done and you're kind of like apologizing to your clients. When should people know, okay, you need to get some extra hands and it, it doesn't hurt to have those extra hands. This is the point of having the business is to be able to hire other people and hopefully other people of color. Yes, yes. For us, I knew last year that I needed to. I just didn't want to because I wanted, you know, as a business owner, you see your numbers, you see your finances and your projections and you want to have a certain amount of money. You know what I'm saying? Before I start hiring people I want to have this much in the bank and you're talking about because you're talking about payroll you're talking about somebody's livelihood 
You don't want to say here today, gone tomorrow. Oh, I don't need you to come here tomorrow. No, like you want to, and, and that's what a lot of entrepreneurs' mindsets are. So if you are a business owner, you need to make a six month goal uh, and a 12 month goal. By six months, maybe you have a part-time person you bring on that just helps you with certain tasks. And that can be on the weekend. If you have something that you're not pursuing full-time yourself, then you probably don't want to bring somebody else full-time if you're not even full-time in your own business. Mm -hmm. But you want to be able to start sharing some of those duties and responsibilities with other people so that a lot of the pressure is not on you. Even if that's one task, if there's one person, there's somebody that's willing to help you, even if it's on a part-time basis right now or on a, you know, need to level. We knew, and it was hard to deny, when Good Morning America came knocking at our door. I couldn't do it all by myself no more. <laughs> <laughs> it was not going to be humanly possible or uh, a good idea to attempt to do that. So we had to switch in a high gear. And since we had not hired anybody at that point, which my husband, I'm glad he's not here because he would be all in this camera. Like I told her, I've been, I've been told her. Cause that's what he was telling my mom and my sister. She's like, I've been telling Christian, she needs to hire another person. Like she needs to get some help. And I just was like, I can do it. I like doing it. I like filling these bags and selling them and being up to one o'clock looking crazy. That's how I felt, you know? <laughs> I was just like, hey, we ain't gotta pay anybody. Mm -hmm. But then once your business grows so much faster than you, mm -hmm. and that's what you don't want to happen. You don't want your business to grow faster than you because what would it look like if my three-year-old was taller than me? She would be an immature, she would be an overgrown baby. You know what I'm saying? Like she would still be three mentally, emotionally, but she would have the body which would give the appearance of something great, but really it's not, you know, it's underdeveloped. It's not ready, it's premature. And so you can have a business that can grow, but it's going to crash. Because if you don't have the capacity, if you don't have the manpower, if you don't have the mindset, if you don't have the proper things in order to run that, you're going to run into a brick wall because your business is gonna to be too, too, too big for you to carry. You can't carry it because you don't have systems in place. Mm -hmm. And so we knew once Good Morning America came, what, the, what that production looked like. That's a national level of exposure. Mm -hmm. And so we had to, to, to jump into action really quick. We were, thank God, able to pull our resources together as far as the network of people, other business owners who, knew who know our story and our journey they've watched vicky cakes go from concept to consumer you know from an idea to full-blown you know so they were excited to be a part and make referrals for people looking for work and we were able to rally up the troops girl so <laughs> quick and um i'm just grateful for that team of people we were able to get on board right then and since then we've been using, you know, our means of different resources like Indeed, you know, we, we use them for some hiring here recently. And uh, we're even in talks with the staffing company about second chance employment, you know, people who have, you know, been in the system because that matters. They are getting rehabilitated into the world and they're coming back into the workforce. And so we just always want to be a, a, a resource and to give people tools for them to see it because we didn't see it, but that doesn't mean they don't have to see it and feel that grace and that love too. So you know when it's time to grow, when you can feel that if a big uh, platform wanted to put you on today, would you be ready mm -hmm. for that? Or would that opportunity drown you? Would it drown you and people in a week, you know, be all in your DMs and on your posts, like, where my stuff at, you know? <laughs> If you know that that happening to you tomorrow would not be good for you, if that would be a burden and not a blessing, 
then it's time for you to take the next steps towards adding a person to your team to at least alleviate some of those tasks from you. And how has Good Morning America scaled your numbers? Do you know, you remember your numbers as far as before Good Amer Morning America and then after? Like, how has that affected your business in terms of sales, number of employees? Before Good Morning America, we had sold, I think my husband said like 8,500 products. On the day of the Good Morning America feature, we sold 115,000 products. So, you know, uh, yeah, that is, that's, that's so big of a difference in a number, you know, that's just like, oh my goodness, like, what are you talking about? And it's funny because before that, we had been in meetings with stores and um, we had uh, retail brokers that would approach stores on our behalf, retailers and broke, try to broker deals on our behalf. And they were always telling us like, if Central Marketplace is in order, you know, Courtney and Christian, are you guys going to be able to meet that, you know, that demand if they want 200 cases of your mix? And at the time I was the only one making our pancake mix. So I'm sitting there ignorant, I'm ignorant thinking, oh yeah, if they want it, I would definitely be able to do it. You know, I'm just sitting up there. Your head is in the clouds because you want the opportunities. But then when they come, you realize that it, that is so huge that your mind immediately does not go to how great it is. It goes to how am I going to do this? Like that's when the reality sets in and you're just like, man, this is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And that's what Good Morning America felt like. Like in the beginning, when Good Morning America emailed us, cause they emailed us, like I thought it was a scam and I didn't even respond to the email that day. Good Morning America, ABC, like that's what the, that's what the subject line said. It said, feature opportunity for Vicky Cakes. So the email was saying that we would have the opportunity to go on Good Morning America, The View or GMA3. And so I'm looking at the email, I'm like, okay. So I just closed it and I kept on, you know, driving, doing what I was doing. And then when I got home that night, I told my husband about it. I said, somebody uh, emailed us today talking about being on Good Morning America. And so he was like, where's the email? I said, it's in the inbox. And so he went to it and he looked at it and he was like, Christian, this is really from ABC. And I was like, oh, it is. <laughs> so I had, I had left ABC on red. In my mind, when that opportunity comes, it's going to come the way you, you see it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You never know it's going to come in another way like that. And so those numbers, like seeing that happen in one day, like us sitting there at our kitchen counter, literally the day of the GMA feature, watching those numbers roll in, it was unbelievable. My husband actually, you know, he he recorded his 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 computer screen that day, like to just see the numbers rolling, and mm -hmm. you know, to see your business go from. Um, ten twelve thousand dollars in gross revenue like oh we're a startup and this is so cute and sweet you know to becoming a six-figure business in minutes you and to become at that point a half a million dollar business like you 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 can't imagine it but the the fulfillment of it is the beauty of it is when you're ready when your mind is ready so like it, I, it went from okay we're enjoying watching these numbers roll to let's go to work like yeah. let's get let's keep producing let's get these orders out let's fulfill all you know twenty thousand of these orders that just came in and make america happy that they helped a small business to grow during a pandemic and so that automatically shifted us like that took us from that like one playing field to a whole nother league you know um it was beautiful because that feature happened right on the heels of quaker oats announcing 
that they were removing Aunt Jemima from their branding. It was beautiful placement. It was beautiful placement that nobody else could have ever manufactured better for us. Like it all lined up so great. Them reaching out two weeks before, nobody knew Quaker Oats was gonna announce that two weeks later, the weekend of our feature. Mm-hmm. So it's like one thing was removed for us to replace it or for us to at least get into the mind of other consumers who probably wouldn't have been thinking about us. It was beautiful. The momentum from that has been great. It's opened a lot of doors. We've been able to uh, hire at the top of our, uh, right after the GMA, we had 16 employees. Mm -hmm. So we went from zero to 16 folks, child. It was quick, (laughs) it was necessary. Um, But then after, you know, COVID, like really being what it was and what it is still now, you have to make sure that you operate in in a smart way to where you're not, you know, affecting other people or just have too many people around just so you can get production. Mm-hmm. So we right now are at six employees. It's perfect. It's what we need. We're getting ready, you know, to hire on some more people because GMA wants us to come back two more times this year. But that doesn't come by not handling it right. You know, so they can see the benefit of having us on and being a product that people love. And they can also see how we handled that. Like they couldn't tell that we were a business that went from 8,000 bags to 115. They couldn't tell because we didn't handle it like rookies. We weren't crying on the phone. We weren't, you know, on the, like, how do we do, can you help us? And they kept on sending us resources. So let me say this, there are some spaces that you're going to be welcomed into mm-hmm. and you have to go in, go into it with the mindset that, that you're gonna handle it the best way you can mm-hmm. and that you want to be able to accept any resources given to you. Their team helped us and wanted to help us so much. I mean, like they were uh, free for texting, the host of the Good Morning Steals and Deals, Tori Johnson, she still texts me to this day. Like, hey girl, hey, what you doing? Basically, are you ready for your sale in November? Um, If you need anything, let me know. Thinking about your pancakes, like they're that connected when there is a brand and there's a business that is so, um, so well organized and put together. And again, this is just me and my husband running it. It's not a team of, you know, assistants and uh, project managers. We don't have that, not yet, mm-hmm. but we, we've done the, the work in ourselves to prepare for this level of elevation. And so you just have to take those steps at the beginning, get yourself a firm foundation. And then when the takeoff happens, when the takeoff happens, you bad and bougie. <laughs> With scaling up, making that much amount of sales, it goes into finance now. But how have you basically prepared your business to be financially sound as far as like how taxes are taken care of? What professionals did you make sure that you are looking for or have put in place to basically cover your back? So it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, you're well taken care of and you're not hit with this crazy bill from the IRS about what you owe, like getting real professionals to help you save money. If so, if you could just share that whole process with us. We got it last year, but get your LLC so that you can open you a business account. Make sure all of your transactions are going through that because when and if you need or want a funding from any traditional SBA, you know, any platforms or anything like that, you want to be able to just here go my financial documents or whatever. Look at this and tell me what I qualify for based off of what I'm already bringing in. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be somewhere trying to collect receipts and send PayPal screenshots and cash app does not exist in the world 
of real business. Mm-hmm. Now, that may be something that's hard for people to hear or under, or you know take in, but I'm about truth and I'm about empowering you so that you can actually play in the field of big timers, big league people. You do not want to be out here telling people you made something, but you cannot prove it to them. Mm-hmm. A business entity, these things are not all, these things are already not set up for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're yeah. already not set up to benefit us. So when you do have to go knocking on their door to get their money, which to be honest, I want all of it because if it's going to help me to, <laughs> to uh, run my business and I just pay you back a couple of dollars, you know, monthly or whatever, I'd very much rather do that to have my working capital. So mm-hmm. I'm not out here trying to sell fish plates in order to make pancakes. That's all <laughs> it comes down to it. You want to be able to sustain your business. You don't want to be somewhere shut down for two months because you don't have money yet. Mm-hmm. You want to keep going. And so if you want to play in those leagues, you have to set yourself up for that. So as far as tax, talking about a CPA? Yeah, yeah. Certified public accountant. So we are getting one of those. But until we, we lock one of those in, we have our own personal CPA. So we, we're right. using him to do our taxes and everything. He did our business taxes. He's done that for two years. But we want one specifically for Vicky cakes only Um, that just goes over the financials keeps us in line for that Mm -hmm. we did set up um, um, an account and we now use paychecks for Mm -hmm. our employees that we go through they do our direct deposit so it's no longer me writing checks from our business account to our employees which there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. but in order to to keep up with time for them to have the proper withholdings removed from their checks we did go that route so that I'm not sitting up here with a calculator trying to figure that out and then and send it in Paychecks will actually do all of that for us from our employees' paychecks and send it in for us quarterly when we pay in as well as a business. So that stuff matters, getting your tax information so that you can now uh, charge sales tax. Mm -hmm. We will now start charging sales tax on our website. We weren't doing that before, but we now know and we are doing that. Mm -hmm. So these are just things that you put in place as you grow. So like you said, at the end of the tax year, you don't get hit with the bill and you're not looking crazy like, oh no, when you have a business, you want to make sure all of that stuff is streamlined and taken care of. So you're protected when, you know, uh, Uncle Sam come and want his portion. Mm-hmm. So I can sell six figures in fr- uh, from pancake mix all I want to, but what does that mean for me at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. You know, tax wise, I want to make sure that we're doing everything that we need to uh, properly to make sure we can pay in what is owed after we make that money. Mm-hmm. And save as much as you can, because hiring the right CPA it makes a huge, huge difference. A huge difference, difference. when you're not an LLC or anything like that. The, yeah. It seems like they hit you harder. They make mm-hmm. you pay more. And then as soon as you put an LLC behind that, you get incorporated. There's so many ways that they, they, they help protect you. As far as like when um, COVID hit, hey, yeah. how much money do you need? The, literally the CPA contacting yeah. us saying, hey, just to let you know this just hit, how much money do you guys need? Do you need anything? Yeah. And we're just like, no, but thank you. You feel covered. <laughs> A lot of these legislations have been put in place to actually protect businesses. businesses so yeah. it, it is very helpful to have those professionals with you and to just be incorporated in general. What we recently did, because we're getting we're gearing up for the next two features, oh, yeah. we have hired a 3PL, which is a third-party logistics company. Okay. Um, we found out about them the hard way. All of these are lessons, right? And so I'm grateful to have learned them because now I can tell somebody else about them. Because again, you don't know what you need if you don't actually need it. So there are third-party logistic companies that actually do order fulfillment for businesses. 
And by that, if you're moving large volumes of products, so we do have our own warehouse and uh, production facility, but for the large volume of orders that we ship out, we are now going to just make our products here and ship it to them to keep in their warehouse. And as our orders come in on Amazon, on our website, um, on walmart.com orders and ship them for us. So let me tell you how this comes out cheaper for us. Mm -hmm. So instead of me having to hire two, three people to do order fulfillment for us, um, hiring them for five, six, seven hours, just to well, pick and, pick and pack for us. So you're talking about somebody on your clock for that. You're talking about um, an hourly wage. You're talking about error. So say if somebody doesn't get the right orders and don't pack them properly or they put some get orders mixed up, there's no insurance in that for me. I now have to make it right for the customer. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have to turn around and ship you what you actually order. So now I'm paying for shipping on your one order twice. Well, if you have a third party logistics company, they cover any mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I'm not paying twice for shipping. You are as the company because you got that order and your team picked it and packed it wrong. These companies have warehouse space just for businesses. You don't have to keep yourself in there year round. Only send them what you need them to move for you. If you're going to be out of town and you want to take a vacation or you're in school or whatever the case may be, send them your products and let them fulfill it for you. So your business does not, does not lack anything. Mm -hmm. They can let you know what the turnaround time is. We're noticing it's three to five days to process. Then you can update your website to say that. You mm -hmm. can then communicate that with your consumers and you can have the peace of mind that you're not just having somebody on your clock saying they're packing or shipping this many and that many isn't going out. In our case, having 20,000 orders to, that need to ship out in three business days. Ain't no way. I know nobody that can get 20,000 product or packages out that easily so they can streamline that they have the the means to get 10,000 packages out just for one business a day yeah. so that makes it more efficient for me they also will determine what cities or states are your most you know um where you get your most orders from and they'll tell you where to send your your things to so we're, we send our things to a warehouse here in Carrollton Texas which is not far from where our facility is and then we'll be sending out or uh packages to uh, Pennsylvania, to their warehouse in Pennsylvania, because a lot of our orders come from the East Coast. Mm. So we know that, and we can make that adjustment to their warehouse to where our shipping costs will be lower. So yeah. you just have to know, but those companies are in place to provide you with the best solutions for your business. We need you in the paychecks um, account that we just opened for our, our employees and their payment has been a weight lifted off of me trying to keep up with hours. I can just type in everybody's hours every week and direct deposit, they, they will handle the rest of that. So it's efficiency that you that you aim yes. for out of everything else. Okay, and it's, um, so tell us about your team that you have right now that's of six, that's helping your business thrive during COVID. Uh, um, so we actually just uh, brought on three new people about two weeks ago because we, when, the school year since school is back in we lost a couple of employees due to them some high school students over the summer that were working and some college students so um we have a team of of, of women and then we have uh, a warehouse worker as well who's here today and so they're in there you know we have our, our filling room the room that our our production room where the bags are filled with our mix and it's you know it's really about the organization the structure again right so you don't let people just 
You don't tell them what you need them to do and just set them free to do it. You, you know, people work best when there's a plan. Everything works best when there's a plan. GPS shows you this, okay? <laughs> Meaning, if you don't want to follow it, type in the address, please. You don't remember. Um, but you have to have a plan and a direction of where you're going in order for your team to actually achieve anything. And if you just allow people to just work at your own pace and whatever you get done today, yeah. No. <laughs> That's not what we're doing, okay? We have a goal here. And so how can we do that? And again, it's great because I've done every part of this business. So I know what it takes and I know what can be achieved and what can get done. No, be efficient. You can you can get into the flow, get into the groove. All of our um, all tasks in this business, you can pop in some headphones and do each and every task effortlessly, like so quick. You can breeze through it because they're, they're easy things to do, mm -hmm. but it's things that you have to be efficient in doing. So mm -hmm. for our fillers, they're the ones that's filling the, the, the bags with the mix. You know, you have to make sure you're getting it just right. You're measuring properly. You can't just be out there just haphazardly looking at the measuring cup. No, make sure, you, you know, so every bag is filled the same way. Streamline that. What flavors are we producing today? We're doing, you know, 500 original. We're doing 500 chocolate chip. We're doing 500 blueberry. Like you have to make sure everybody knows that goal for the day. Keep it consistent so everybody knows their task that's delegated mm -hmm. to them and they can operate in that like perfectly. Like mm -hmm. I'm all about excellence. Um, all about, of course, professionalism. Like you definitely want to be able to have a rapport with your team and that you're reliable and consistent. I try to make sure I'm a pretty emotionally stable person. So like, I don't like just fly off the handle with people and talk crazy to folks. Cause I've never liked it in the past. Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person that operates a business the way based off of my experiences with mm -hmm. other horrible managers in the past. I take my experiences and I make sure I'm never that person mm -hmm. to anyone else. We're all adults. Nobody needs to be talked to like a baby. Nobody needs to be disrespected. Nobody needs to be watched. You know, what are we doing here? Let's know what our tasks are. I'll come back, do my checks. And if it's just not being done efficiently, let's rework this. Mm -hmm. It's really about letting people feel like they're in control of their tasks and getting that done. So it feels good when you, when you kill it, you know, when you crushing that, you know, like I'm gonna be that kind of person because I, I was excited when I would get a hundred bags done myself when I first started. So I know what that feels like to walk into that production room and see tables full of products. It's a great feeling because that means you've given the tools to your team to be successful. And I think that's super important. A lot of us don't know what leadership looks like or should look like. And a lot of times we think it's just somebody barking orders, but honestly, for anyone that's looking to actually be a leader or start their business, they have to keep in mind how they felt with that, with the wrong type of leadership. And you get so much more buy-in by, you know, actually serving your team and actually mm -hmm. making them feel like you know i want to be here i want to see this business grow so it's much more helpful to actually scale your business business up and have people who care about your business and wanting to serve your business yeah. um, as far as your team i wanted to know how does how does your team look like like how many um employees of color do you have so we have four employees of color four and then two uh caucasian employees nice nice yes. so i'm sure it's important more than four because you and your husband yeah the company so that's here throw my kids in there too so it's eight it's eight of us <laughs> eight black employees that's awesome and then um how are you trying to um 
I guess, collaborate with other Black-owned businesses? Or how are you currently using Black-owned businesses um, to actually help your business? Yeah, so we will be doing a grand opening for our business on the 26th of September, which is actually National Pancake Day. I'm using event coordinator and planner. She is Black. My vendors that I'm reaching out to, you know, to either sponsor some things for the event or to actually use their things for the event, like the chef that I want to have on site to do the little brunch that we're going to do. It will be a Black chef. I found a cookie creator yesterday on uh, Instagram. She's actually right here in Farmer's Branch where our facility is with her cookie place. Mm -hmm. So I want to get her to make some custom cookies for our uh, guests to take with them. Nice. The food bloggers and influencers that will have come, you know, for our event, they're going to be black. Be some mix, you know, mixture of different races, of course, yes, but of course. definitely being intentional. So I'm, I'm being intentional about representation and about yes. um, being diverse in everything yes. that we do. Because it's funny that I told my husband when we first started this business, I said, anybody that hate on us for selling pancakes are crazy. Because this is literally a non, this is a non-biased product like this is something that you you eat breakfast you like pancakes i don't care if you say that you don't you do you do like them. you liked it when you was a baby like at some point you've enjoyed a pancake or a waffle and so it's one of those things where you just, i love that it can be a product that everybody can rally around you yes. don't have to do a special diet you don't have to you know have any beliefs you just want to eat breakfast. So I try to make sure that I keep at the forefront of this, that we are an authentically black owned business. Yeah. I'm not playing about Aunt Jemima. I don't play about that. That's literally the driving force. And one of the main things that made me pop off with this business, because I was so highly offended and disgusted when I did my research and found out who was behind that brand and that company last year. And mm -hmm. so even though I was what 31, when I found that out, mm -hmm. there are still people to this day well, just until, what, a couple of months ago that didn't know the history of Aunt Jemima. That mm -hmm. really thought that was a real person. That really thought that was a real recipe from that Black woman on the box. That had nothing to do with her. She mm -hmm. was used. Her likeness was used and culture was appropriated mm -hmm. for millions and billions of dollars to be made for people that don't look like me or you. Yes. And so that, for me, was a driving force to want to give America a real brand, a yes. real Black woman, a real story, a real recipe, a real family, you know, with values that are actually building a legacy and leaving generational wealth for the next people, you know, to come along and be able to, you know, get behind this powerful movement mm -hmm. to say, we enjoy breakfast too. We have families that sit at the table and eat and cook, you know, and laugh and engage with one another and create great memories and tradition. Thank you so much for that. For you to have a business that's black owned, like that's just inspiring for, for us to be able to be like, yeah, that's something we, you know, we own. Like it, it feels like when one of us, when we all went, so for it to be black owned and for you not to lose touch and actually hire other people of color and just keep us in the forefront and it's not just for advertisement it's not just it's to let other people know as well yeah. we can create we can do business and we are here so yeah. thank you so much for that